630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Here's McDavid in deep. Maroon scores. Backdoor. A beautiful play by Connor McDavid to set up Patrick Maroon for a backdoor tap in. McDavid slid it out to Gariba. Loads and fires off a skate. Maroon tied up. Backhanded in home. Patrick Maroon frowned the loose puck and buried it behind Duke Arrest. Here's a turnover. Maroon to the net. Wrist shot score. Hat trick. Patrick Maroon. Edmonton now extends. 4-2. Maroon's got three. Big game for the big rig. Patrick Maroon with his first career hat trick and the Oilers survive in Boston. A 4-3 victory tonight. A game where Boston was the better team through 40 minutes, but the Oilers went into the third with a 2-2 tie. The Oilers got a bounce just 14 seconds into the third period. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a puck go in off his body in front. Then Maroon with a cute little deke to complete the hat trick at 9-0-2. Boston had a two-man advantage late. They scored to pull within a goal, but could not tie it. And the Oilers get out of there with the 4-3 win. They're now 20-13-7 on the season. Canada and U.S. 4-4 late in the third in the World Junior Gold Medal game. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Perandish Team Broadcast Centre. Obviously, Patrick Maroon is a big story tonight, Rob. But before we get to that, I, I got to bring something up on, on another big goal, the only one Maroon didn't score for Edmonton, because you often preach, shoot from a bad angle, and Matthew Benning did it early in the third period. Well, the reason I say it, if you ever, uh, we work with academies, we work with goalie coaches, and goalie coaches, at little kids all the way through the NHL, they always talk to their goalies to square up to the puck. That's the most important thing. If you shoot from a bad angle, goaltenders cannot square up to it. Because if you're coming from the side, they're not going to turn their whole body. All of a sudden, that leaves the entire net open. So this is the only time when you can put a puck on net where the goaltenders, they can't swallow it. It's going to hit them, they'll block it, but they don't know where the puck's going to go because they're at an odd angle. The defender, the defenseman, he doesn't know where the puck's going to go because he's got his back to the goalie. You, as a forward driving the net, are the first person to be able to see it. So you throw the puck on net, as Benning does, the, the goalie makes a save, but he, doesn't, he can't control his rebound. It's impossible. The puck comes out bounces off Nugent Hopkins, bounces off the defenseman stick, it's in the net. So if you've got no play and you have guys going to the net, don't look to pass it. Look to put the puck on net, create a scoring chance through a rebound. Oilers win 4-3. Maroon, McDavid, and Dreisaitl as a line tonight put together for the game. I mean, they've played together in other combinations earlier this season. That's our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better with help from your chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. And, you know, I mean, we said it after the second period. That, that was by far the Oilers' most dangerous line. Now, they had a pretty good third period, I think, until Boston tried to push uh, push at the end. But, you know, the, the good games for, for all three guys. They were all on the score sheet. They were all around the net. Well, and they should be. It's the Oilers' three best forwards. Uh, they put them together. I believe that that is the line that is 
should be together. I think that McDavid, your number one center, obviously. Dreisaitl complements him best. Because Dreisaitl, he's got the scoring ability. He's got the playmaking ability. He thinks the game as good as Connor McDavid does. He can create as well if they start cheating on Connor. Well, Dreisaitl is going to make the play. On the left side, I like Maroon because he his hands are a little bit better than Milan's. Milan is a big, strong, and he does all kinds of other things. But around the net, Maroon's got just a little bit softer hands, and you saw that on his third goal tonight. That's a nice play. That's a play that you usually see a, a smaller offensive player make. You don't usually see the big guys make plays like that, little deke in front of the net. I like when they play together. They read off each other well. Now, that's loading up one line, but if they're able to control a game like they did tonight, then you can create one super line and win with it. Well, and it's interesting to me, Rob, and after the Columbus game, I mean, you and I were saying this was not a complete game by the Oilers. You know, you had maybe half the team doing okay, and the other half was either getting stifled or or didn't rise to the occasion. And quite frankly, it was kind of the same situation tonight, but you're playing a a team. I mean, coming in tonight, the Oilers were a point ahead of Boston, so same same section of the league. Now they're three points ahead. Uh, I, I would argue again tonight, it was probably another game where uh, six forwards were good or above average, and and the other six were either below average or poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the defense. I thought you know they, they hung in there, but but you also then you look at the opponent. Well, Boston kind of had their one line going, the rest of the roster up and down, and Boston. Uh, I mean, a couple huge mistakes. I mean, if 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 an Oiler commits that turnover on Maroon's hat trick goal, we're not talking about the guy who got a hat trick. We're talking about the Oilers' defenseman that gave the puck away, or Adam McQuaid not winning a battle in front against uh, against Boston. So, uh, I mean, a, a team not as strong as Columbus, and the Oilers could win with an effort like that today. Well, it goes to the point that you and I talked about last game. You critique your own team more than you critique anyone else's, and and tonight. The, the the Boston Bruins, a ton of mistakes, yet we're still in a hockey game because, you know, neither team is great. Neither team, they're, they're middle-of-the-pack teams. And the Oilers were able to get away with more mistakes tonight than they do against the, the Columbus Blue Jackets, than they do against the Rangers or, or, or the, the Sharks or play, teams like that. Boston's a middle-of-the-road team. They, they're not deep. They don't have the depth that the Columbus Blue Jackets have. So the Oilers... If they've got four or five players not going, as they did up front, so did the Boston Bruins. So they kind of wiped each other out. Now it's your best against their best, and the Oilers' best was better. Having said all of that, the Bruins did carry the play at times. Absolutely. And there were three posts tonight that the Boston Bruins hit. So this is a one-goal game that the Boston Bruins, at the end of the night, are going to say missed opportunities. We had this. This is a game we should have won. But the the Edmonton Oilers got good goaltending. And they got great play from their number one line and some solid defensive effort from some of their defensemen. And a bounce on the Nugent Hopkins goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They got the bounce. I mean, it's a, it's a thin margin. Talbot very Talbot not named a star, by the way. Uh, Maroon, Bergeron, and McDavid, the three stars. You find with Talbot being the fourth star, 33 stops. He was very good tonight. Fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. All right, we're going to start with Steve on the line this evening. Steve, thanks a lot for calling. Reed, Rob, how you doing? Doing well. All right, I'm going to ask an unusual question. Um, I don't understand why we enter the paper bag zone on the last five minutes of a lot of games. And I mean, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, Rob, you've got a, a ridiculous amount of experience in the NHL. 
And what is it with this team? Uh, I mean, hey, I'm happy we won, but I have listened to so many games that I want to be sitting with a cardiologist. Why are we having so much trouble in the past, in the last five minutes, trying to finish a victory? What's going on? Well, there's a couple of things. One, the other team's always going to have a push, which the Bruins did. Two, tonight, two dumb penalties by the Oilers. So all of a sudden now, a game that is completely done, you've given them hope, especially putting them on a five-on-three. And number three, the Oilers' depth isn't where it needs to be yet. You know, they, as we just talked, they loaded up one line. The other lines aren't, uh, weren't as strong tonight. So now you're, you got that first line comes off the ice, and you say five minutes. Well, there's another three and a half minutes that has to be filled, and the Oilers don't, aren't built deep enough yet to be able to say, okay, we're going to go with the McDavid line. Okay, next, this line's going out. We feel co- full comf- comfortable with these guys, and then these guys are going to go out. The others just aren't good enough yet to uh, to be able to throw three lines out and have complete confidence that they're going to get the job done. It'll come. They're, they're still building. They've got the first line fixed. Now they just have to figure out a second and third line that they can have 100% confidence for getting the, the job done late in a hockey game. All right, Steve, you're going to finish the play. You can qualify for the grand prize draw, $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Here we go. 20 years in regulation at the Garden. Krejci to Bergeron. Shot saved, made by Talbot. Rebound right corner. Back here. All right, uh, backhand chance there with the Bruins pressing. It did not go in. Did Talbot stop that one, or was that one of the posts? Stop. Oh wait, I got to put you back on the the air, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, was that uh, was that a uh, save or a goal post? Save. That's a tough one. Save, save, um, save, save. I'm gonna go with save. Uh, save. 20 years in regulation at the Garden. Krejci to Bergeron. Shot saved, made by Talbot. Rebound right corner. Back here, save Talbot. 23 seconds to play. Talbot, very good tonight. As we mentioned, Steve, good stuff. You are in the grand prize draw. Tell you what, if you're on hold, stay there. We want, we want to go right back to Boston. Oilers win 4-3. Patrick Maroon, here he is with his first career hat trick. Career hat trick for you. Uh, how's that feel? And uh, how'd you feel you played tonight? Obviously. Oh. Four two cans. Oh, is it? Oh <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but you know it was a good game. Uh, obviously the puck was going my way tonight. Got a couple lucky bounces there. And you know my, I give my hats off to my linemen. I mean, uh, they're really. You know, they're all-around good players, and without those guys keeping pucks alive and making the good plays, and, I mean, Connor made a hell of a play on the first goal, and, you know, he made a good play on the second goal to give back to Grimes and keeping it in, and obviously Leon made a strong play on the board, so without those, without my linemates, those goals don't go in. It's better to get it in, in a win, in an important win. I mean, you guys kind of got it out in a tough place for you guys. Uh. Yeah, we do. This is huge for us. This, you know, we this is a really good character game for us tonight, and we got it out, like you said. And uh, everyone was blocking shots. Guys were getting pucks out at the right time, uh, getting in shooting lanes. Um, so I thought we did a really good job tonight. And like I said, this is a hard place to play, and we got it out, and we got huge two points on the road. It's not like you don't get a lot of goals, but still to get a, a hat trick, that's got to be cool. This is cool. Like I said, this is pretty special for me. Uh, I never. I just told Gene out there. I don't think I would never, in a thousand years, imagine me getting a hat trick in the NHL. So uh, you know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty special, and uh, I'll take it. 
you know, their teams change, the rosters change, so these streaks against teams and these uh, droughts against teams don't really matter, but what does it say about the team to kind of get the monkey off their back against several teams this season, not just a team like Boss? Yeah, you know, like... We didn't have our best game against Columbus, and we talk about it all year that, you know, we got to find ways to bounce back and not lose two games in a row. And I feel like we've been doing that this year. You know, we're finding ways to not just lose, you know, we lose one, but we bounce back and we get the next win. So, you know, it was a really good game. You know, obviously, Tobbs has been staying on his head the last few games, and, you know, that's what's good. Goaltending's huge in this league, and everyone, like I said, played a good game tonight. That is Patrick Maroon. Career-high 14 goals now on the season. The Oilers will reach the halfway point with the game in New Jersey on Saturday. Maroon with six goals in his last eight now. Well, it's funny. He said he never thought in a 1,000 years he'd score a hat-trick in the National Hockey League. If he continues to play with McDavid and Dreisaitl, I think he'll score more than one hat-trick in the National Hockey League. He knows where to go. He's got good enough hands, and he's smart enough that if he continues playing with those two, he's going to score a lot more goals. All right, we got a couple minutes here for Chris from Phoenix. Chris, good to hear from you. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, before I get to my comments, there's another super line that was uh, great back in the day. Uh, was it uh, Lemieux, Yager, and Brown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of these just ain't like the others on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, for, for once, it, it's good uh, to, to hear maybe uh, the opposing team having a moral victory as opposed to the Oilers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. I thought the Boston Bruins, uh, the, they're going to be in the dressing room saying, we did enough good things to win this hockey game, and it got stolen. And it got stolen by one line and one goaltender. And it's also safe to say that um, Talbot, Benning, and Maroon were probably have, have shown probably to be uh, Shirelli's best moves. Uh, is is uh, Benning uh, draft eligible for? Is he? Is he? Uh, what is it? The except for uh, the expansion? Oh, draft? he doesn't have enough experience. Yeah, so he's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's. I'll also say this. Uh, Talbot has been amazing. He's he's been uh, he's been rock solid since we've uh, traded for him. Chris, I got to ask and, you a question. Uh, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Who's the? If you had to vote right now, who's the Oilers MVP to this point of the season? Uh, it's got. It has to be between Talbot and McDavid, but but I'm leaning towards Talbot just because the guy, the guy hasn't hasn't had. I don't think he's had more than two games where he's where he's played bad. I think he's had one game, and that was the Buffalo game. Uh, and 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 I will say this, and I might get some flack for this because I love Roly. Roly the goalie was amazing, but to me right now, Talbot is the best goalie that we've had in Edmonton on Edmonton since Curtis Joseph. Well, he's playing very solid, and this year he hasn't had two off nights in a row, which is important. No, he, he's 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 been phenomenal. Hopefully, we can get uh, a backup that can actually play some games because we have what forty-two games left. Yeah, a lot of you hockey know, left. He, you know, there's uh, we're 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 pushing it. If uh, if we uh, want him to play uh, whatever six out of what is it six out of ten or seven out of ten or however the the uh, the games go with goalies, but. It's uh, it's great. Um, it, it's a good win. Uh, hopefully, we can win against uh, the Sens and uh, and spoil uh, Taylor Hall's uh, game against us against the the Devils. So great show and uh, let's go. 
Chris from Phoenix, thanks for calling. The Oilers win 4-3. Maroon gets a hat trick, 780-496-0063. we got to bring you a quick update on the news and weather, and then we're back with Alex on the phone line, and you'll hear from Adam Larson as well. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Adam McQuaid will poke it down low. Reverse back behind the net. Thrown in front. Wrist shot save made by Talbot. Rebound. Fought for Talbot. Another stop. And then it was lifted over the net. What a chance for Krejci and he couldn't finish. Cam Talbot's save of the game is courtesy of Armor Insurance. Complete a free quote for a $10 Tim cart at armorinsurance.ca. Talbot tonight, very good again. He makes 33 stops. And his record for the season improves to 19-11-6. Here's a little tidbit for everybody. Since the beginning of December, the Oilers are 8-3-5. So they've uh, only been beaten in regulation time thrice. I love using that word. Thrice (laughs) in the last 16 games. That's how you make playoff pushes, by getting points in games. Games that you're not playing your best, you somehow find a way to take it into extra time and get a point and just keep adding on. Oilers Brad's texting in. He says, uh, I'm not sure if I should go here, but do you think the Oilers missed the boat by taking Puglia Yarvi over Kachuk, or is it way too early to determine? I think it's way too early. I think it's way too early. We're, we're not seeing what Puglia Yarvi can do yet. He's, he's not getting the ice time. He's playing fourth-line minutes. Uh, you, when you look at drafts, you look two, three, four years down the line, or the best is to look back after it's all over and then decide which one was better. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Alex on the line. Hello, Alex. Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Well, I almost had ten heart attacks during the last four and a half minutes. I got to tell you, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Maroon. Though, what a game, and he definitely deserves to be on that top line. And I'm sure he's going to get a nice extension if he continues to be consistent like this all year. And and sure, love to see him uh, get paid. Uh, but the one comment I have to make, my friends, is what's that definition of insanity? Um, you know, when uh, when Pugliot gave that puck up the other night to make the 3-1 against Columbus, that, get, that beautiful goal giveaway, mm-hmm. and then you're putting a guy out four and a half minutes left on your penalty kill. This one's on McClellan, man. This, I'm tired of seeing this guy on the ice, and it, he's going to kill the Oilers somewhere down the line. When we're, like we, we almost blew this game tonight. Like, I swear, I'm still furious over this one, guys. I, I don't know what to say. And, you know, Talbot, is, he is the MVP on this, this team for sure. He's yeah. stolen more games and won more games for this club than, McClellan, than, uh, than McDavid. That's for sure. And uh, I also want to make a comment about Larson. I've been ch- trying to key on this guy for the last, I don't know how many games. I love the way this guy plays. Like, he doesn't really give you the real big open ice hits, but he just grinds you, man, right into the boards. Love this guy. Yeah, he play, he plays with edge. Yeah, the guys that go against him, they know they're playing against him. I don't want to call him dirty because you don't want to call any players dirty, but he uh, he's not afraid to get his stick, his elbow, his fist, anything in his opponent's face, midsection, back of the knee, just to let him know he's there. The Oilers get the 4-3 win over the Boston Bruins, and here is head coach Todd McClellan. Uh, Patrick Maroon up and going. Uh, what does he mean to this team? Well, I thought he showed it tonight. He, you know, a hat trick, um, a scrap against a, a very big, strong, tough individual, their leader. Um, and that's what you can see on the, the game sheet 
tomorrow and, and a week from now, but all the board work and the grind time that he did to uh, to keep plays alive. We weren't real sharp early, and um, you know, yet we scored in the first two minutes. But after that, I, I thought it took him, his line, some of our bigger bodies to settle things down and get us back into the game. Do you see it filter throughout the roster when he's on his game like he was tonight? Well, it does. It, it, it forces the... Um, it, when one guy with that type of size is playing really well, it forces the rest of the size to to match it and play that way. And I uh, thought we got some good games out of our bigger, stronger players tonight. You guys sort of re- reversed the momentum pretty well. Like, I mean, Boston was having... Well, they had their way in the... You know, after we scored the first... Uh, after we scored the first goal, the next 10 minutes, we didn't win a face-off. They had probably four or five scoring chances off face-offs, and they were quicker to pucks. Um, I thought after that, we settled down in the last five, six minutes of the first. Uh, second was back and forth a little bit, and obviously coming out in the third and and uh, getting a jump start on them really helped. Um, you know, getting Going down two with a few minutes left is always a, I don't want to call it panic time, but it's a nail-biting time, and we're lucky to get out of it. Coach, where do you see Leon in his development in his first Leon, season? I see him becoming one of the top players in the in the National League. He played 21 minutes tonight. Uh, uh, penalty kill, power play, center wing, different lines. Um, you know, and and um, he's still a young young man that's developing um, muscle strength and confidence. Um, I think a year or two from now, he's even going to be better. But uh, he's come a long way in in the two years that I've been around with. Cam Talbot, sort of. Every night, it seems like he. Yeah, it's uh, it's called real good goaltending, and you need it to win in this league. And um, you know, teams that have it have a chance every night. Even when you're playing your B game, your goaltender can can step up and and uh, provide you with that confidence back there, and with a big save, big timely save. And the Cam's been able to do that. Um, and on again, he at this point he keeps telling me he's fresh and he just wants to keep playing and. The more he plays, the better he plays, in my opinion. Got a little hairy at the end, but you, you closed up. <laughs> well, again, five on three. Uh, you know, we can you can always question penalties whether they were or they weren't. But uh, uh, the trip was certainly a trip. The one before that, I don't know. And uh, we did a pretty good job of killing it off. And they scored right at the end and and uh, have a few more chances after that. But that's that's hockey. That's what happens at the end of a game. Head coach Todd McClellan, his Oilers win tonight 4-3 in Boston. Maroon, a hat-trick. Nugent Hopkins had the other Edmonton goal. Connor McDavid, two assists. He leads the NHL in scoring. Anton Lander was back in the lineup tonight, Rob. We should touch on that. He only plays 6-26, and oddly enough, he only took three face-offs. Yeah, I mean, that'd be something that you would see, think he would be getting more of. That'd be one of the his main purposes on this team. Um, Todd McClellan, we, we said early in the game that wasn't going well for those that we felt that they would shorten the bench and it's the usual guys they're going to be sitting on the end of the bench a lander pulley they didn't get a whole lot of ice time the oilers didn't have enough guys going and he tried finding the best that he could and he must have pulled enough right strings because the oilers were able to come out with a 4-3 victory uh and yes he pulley placed three minutes and 27 seconds so I, I wonder what's going to happen here we well you and i've been saying i said about four weeks ago i would have sent him to the world juniors and now I, he's got to go to the minors. He's got to go and gain some confidence and feel good about his game because he does. I mean, right now he's not even trying to make plays. And that's a young player. I've been a young player at this level. It, it, it can eat you up. It can just eat you up because the game just gets faster and faster and you start feeling slower and slower. 
So Edmonton wins 4-3, overtime just underway in the World Junior Gold Medal game as we check your Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard in the NHL. It's 4-4 Canada in the U.S. The Capitals all over the Blue Jackets tonight, 5-0. So the Blue Jackets winning streak ends at 16. The 93 Penguins still have the longest of all time solo possession. They won 17 in a row. The Predators ring up the Lightning 6-1. Carolina gets a 4-2 win in St. Louis. Buffalo leading Chicago 3-2 with 11 minutes left. Early, no score between the Kings and the Wings and the Wild and the Sharks also scoreless. So uh, you're hoping for the Wild and the Red Wings to get wins over Pacific Division teams tonight. That would help the Oilers, who uh, are third in the Pacific Division, a point behind both San Jose and Anaheim. Anaheim or uh, San Jose with two games in hand, one of which they are playing tonight. Well, the one thing we've seen with the way that the standings go, <laughs> you got to keep winning because there are so many teams that are bunched up right now in, in not only the, the division but in the entire conference when you start thinking wild card. Every night you lose, there's two or three teams that are gaining points on you, so you got to continue to find ways to put points in the bank. 780-496-0063 is our phone number, man. I was hoping for an empty net goal there, Rob, so we could get to the Japanese Village goal light. Well, that's because the dumb coach of Boston wouldn't pull his goalie. Well, he finally did. With a it was too late. Left. Oh, and here's the U.S., shooting wide on a two-on-one to win the game early in overtime. It is, the way the gold medal overtime works, it's uh, 20 minutes, and it's, uh, they're playing five-on-five, right? Yeah, it's just exactly like Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. They play one minute, then they go four-on-four, one minute, then three-on-four. Don't tell people that. Uh, There can be a shootout, though, in this game. But didn't, it used to be four-on-four. I thought it was four-on-four. Because I remember the year that, we were just talking. It was John Carlson scored for the U.S. in overtime. It. Yeah. it was a 4-4 four and four when that one because Canada had the great scoring chance and the U.S. came back 3-1 and one the other way. So uh, they have changed it. And that U.S. chance looked like a 4-on-4 four four style chance the way it developed. But it did too. And they actually flooded the ice and everything, which I was oh, surprised yeah, by they, too. The gold medal game, they flood. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that's a tense one for Canada tonight. The Japanese Village Goal Light, of course, is presented by Japanese Village. If the Oilers score five or more in a game, you can print up a coupon for an appetizer at Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. Oilers page on 630ched.com. All right, you'll hear from Adam Larson when we get back. The Oilers get the win. They're 20th of the season, 4-3 in Boston. It's Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line. Sekru the won the game in overtime here last year. Ahead to betting a shot, save, rebound, score! Ryan Nugent Hopkins crashing the net, and Edmonton's regained the lead, 3-2, just 14 seconds into the final period. Nugent Hopkins with his eighth of the season. And the Oilers would lead the rest of the way and beat the Boston Bruins 4-3. Patrick Maroon with a hat trick. Nugent Hopkins there driving the net. Matthew Benning with a sharp angle shot in off the body of Nugent Hopkins. Also scraped a Boston defenseman on the way in as well. So the Oilers are going to take a uh, 20-13-7 record into Saturday's game against the New Jersey Devils. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. You, you know, Rob, obviously the, the the point total is is <laughs> what you want to look at, but the when you talk about a team being 500 in the NHL, it's it's lost a lot of meaning because 
sometimes there are as many as 24 or 25 teams who have half of their points or more. So I often look at has a team won half its games, and the Oilers have been right around there most of the season, and they're currently at 20 wins out of 40. Well, if you win half your, your games, you're going to make the playoffs, and that's why the Oilers right now are in a playoff spot, battling for a, a division lead. I think this is also another good example of, you know, people are excited the Oilers won tonight, as we should be. But there's been games this year that we've seen the Oilers lose in a shootout, lose in overtime, that they've played much better. And tonight they got they were fortunate to get a couple bounces. So sometimes you, you, you look at the score at the end of the night, but other times you look at how they played. And don't get so disappointed in those games that they lose in a shootout because they're gaining a point for one. They also played good in those games. Tonight was one where they may have gotten away with one because of uh, one line and one goaltender. But you bank them. You just keep on banking them because there's other teams that are ahead of them in the standings that are doing the same. You don't always outplay the other team. Sometimes you get a little puck luck on your side, and tonight the Edmonton Oilers certainly did. Well, and, and we, you and I kind of joke about it, but but it's actually very important. How, how many games have been, I think it's now 14 of their last 16 games, after two periods have either been tied or the Oilers have been down a goal or up a goal, and, and I think it's important to play those games to get used to it, used to dealing with tension and stress and 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 needing it. But you know, so many games are close, and, and then it comes down to: okay, can you can your goalie make the save, or can one of your finishers finish? And tonight, I mean, Nugent Hopkins gets a bounce, Maroon finishes in in tight, and Talbot was was tough to beat. So I, I mean. You're not always going to get the, the two out of it, but you, you play well enough to, to put yourself in a position, you're one big play away from taking control of the game. Well, well, you are, and what the Oilers are doing too is they're not making the big mistakes. So there, there might be times where the other team is, is taking advantage of They're playing better than you, or they're, getting, they're outplaying you, but the Oilers still are staying within themselves. They're not running around. They're not doing things that they shouldn't be doing, getting outside of their, their structure. And it allows them to stay close. You know, you can you can take a couple punches here, 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 but you're still in the fight. And the Oilers before, when they made mistakes, they would be compounded by another big mistake. And now it's when you fall behind one, they're falling behind two. Now they're falling behind three and the game is over. The Oilers are staying in hockey games. They're giving themselves a chance. And what we do know that the Oilers have, they've got guys that only need one chance. And if you're in a tie game a lot like they usually are, then you know you've got that one guy on your side that's able to score a goal and win a game for you. Canada getting a power play here. It's, I've, there's a different rule in, in, in World Juniors or international hockey with too many men on the ice because we've seen a number of too many men on the ice penalties throughout the junior ga- tournament here. Canada now in overtime, 13-16 left to go in overtime, have a two-minute power play because the United States just took too many men on the ice penalty. All right, we'll keep you updated on this one. You're also going to hear from Adam Larson as well. The Oilers win 4-3. It's Oilers Radio 630. Chad, you're listening to the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, Canada unable to score on that power play, so still 4-4 against the United States in overtime of the World Junior Gold Medal Game 1041 left in the overtime period. In Boston tonight, the Oilers skate away with a 4-3 win. Patrick Maroon had a goal in each period. 
first career hat trick. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the other marker, and the Oilers are 20-13-7 and on the season. Murray texting in, he says, how were the Oilers after 40 games last year? Just quickly look that up. They were 16-21-3, and and uh, they went on to finish with, with 31 wins. So not quite a reversal because they have more overtime losses this year, but, I mean, clearly a, a, a better team we've seen than we've seen in a long time here in Edmonton. Well, they're in every game, and they've had one bad game this year against the Buffalo Sabres where they were totally outclassed. Every other game they've had a, a chance at some point in the game, so this, it's a much different team. They're, they're a smarter team. They're a much more uh, structured team much much better goaltending and they got a few guys that can put the puck in the net so they are exciting they there's no games going either way that are just you know you can sit back and relax either we're going to win this one or we're going to lose this one yeah. every game seems to go down to the last five minutes and uh they're somehow finding a way to find points here and there we got a text here from steve who says would any team claim pouliot if we sent him down no i don't believe so no uh, I mean, I think yeah, it's going to be tough. And I mean, would, would is Las Vegas going to take a player? No, making that much money in the expansion draft, I think unlikely. No, I mean he's got seven points on the season. Uh, I mean now plays limited ice time. Yeah, I mean the fans right here uh, don't want him in the lineup, and you've got a bunch of GMs that are watching him, thinking you got he's got two and a half years left right now, at four million dollars a year. So, n- no. They, the Oilers, and w- the one fan asked, why is he keep being put out there? They're trying to find him. Well, and he has killed penalties yeah. throughout yeah. most of his career. But they're, tr- they're trying to find him. They need him to become a player again. They need him to become what he was, at least uh, what he was before. Because they've got him on, they're, they're paying him. They don't have a whole lot of options down on the minors that they can call up and play in their top nine. They need Benoit Pouliot to find his game. Yeah, and like we were saying the other night, that's the next step for the team is to have the depth to be... Did the U.S. almost win it from outside the blue line? Yeah, it was almost well, center. Sure he fired a puck fired in and Hart misplayed it. Yeah. Ooh, that would have been a bad. That would have been a tough one to recover from as a 19-year-old kid. 780-496-0063. We have Joanne on the line. Hi, Joanne. Good evening, gentlemen. I'm just wondering how come these guys are flip-flopping around and trying to... Uh, win a game with no checking and win a game with knocking guys through the boards and why why are they doing this well what what do you what do you mean joanne i mean patrick maroon fought the biggest guy in the league tonight i know and if it wasn't for patrick maroon in the first line and calvert they wouldn't have won that game yeah that's a good point you're right so i just think that you know when you get into they're talking playoffs and whatever. Boy, are they ever in for a surprise if they play like that? True, That's but all I got to say. Well, it's true. I mean, the the one good thing you take out of it that was not the Oilers at their best tonight, and they still are able to find ways to win hockey games. The Oilers at their when they didn't play their best before, they had no chance of winning hockey games. But they they've got better goaltending. They've got guys that are elite in the National Hockey League and their first line is an elite National Hockey League line that they somehow can get away with it and steal points and I think tonight the Boston Bruins may have felt that they had a game stolen from them and that's good the Oilers need to be able to do that if they want to be a playoff team they've got to steal some games when they aren't at their best yeah and, and Joanne you make a good point but but again uh, you know and of course we're gonna we're gonna talk have an Oilers centric show 
but Boston is sitting there thinking tonight, why didn't Adam McQuaid tie up... Uh, why why didn't he tie up Patrick Maroon in front? They're saying, why did Claude Julien have Zdeno Chara out on the ice against McDavid in the second shift of the game? And McDavid pedaled around him. And and Vancouver the other night is saying, even though they got the two points, they're saying, why did they take a penalty with 90 seconds left that allowed Edmonton to get it into overtime? So, I mean, every game is close. And, yeah, where were you without Maroon and Talbot tonight? Fair comment. But those guys play for the Oilers. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's right. The, the, the Oilers had some key guys who were the two best players in the game. Yep. Maroon and Talbot, and and that you know they were they were a little bit better than Boston's best players. At, at the end of the, the night, the the best line in the game played for Edmonton. The best goalie in the game played for Edmonton. And if you have that, most nights you're going to be on the victory side. All right, we have more coming up. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Oilers do win at four three. It's Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Hey, thanks for tuning in. It's 9.06, 3.50 left in overtime, 4-4 Canada and the United States. The game we had tonight on 6.30, Chet, sees the Edmonton Oilers knocking off the Boston Bruins 4-3. That means a $100 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, courtesy of Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. Total for the year, $2,825, which you can follow on the Oilers page on 630Chet.com. I'm Reed Wilkins. Rob Brown is here as well and it was a game where Patrick Maroon picks up uh, a hat trick so let, let me ask you this Rob and I, I mean I don't I don't have a problem with I, I still think Lucic is going to play some games with McDavid throughout mm-hmm. the season I, I don't think that's completely written off that it's only going to be Maroon there but what has made Maroon be the most successful left winger for McDavid even going back to last year I think he, he reads the game well He's got good hands, soft hands, so that when he gets the opportunity, he makes the most of it. I think when you're playing with a, an elite player, you've got, you're going to get a number of opportunities. So if you get that opportunity, you've got to take advantage of it. And Maroon has done that. He's got size, which is always a key, because he's going to be the guy that's going to be in front of the net. And we saw the one goal tonight that he scored. His size was played the biggest factor in that goal. Because he was able to absorb a guy, cross-check him, absorb him being wrapped all around him, still get a shot off. So his knowledge of the game, his size, and his soft hands, I think allows him to have the most success right now for the Oilers of the left-wingers. Got a text here from Troy who says, I would bite the bullet and buy out Benoit Pouliot. Think of it as buying a playoff berth and adding one more established winger who can contribute. Everly might not come along. Nuge is starting to catch fire. That's from Troy. Troy, you, you, you know that that would be an option with Pouliot, but you can't do that mid-season. You got to do that in, in the off-season. So it, it's Pouliot's around. He's he's in the organization. Um, we'll see about Everly. I mean, one goal in his last 19 games. Clearly, and even Todd McClellan said the other day, if you don't score, you have to find a way to contribute. He has not done that enough. No, no, and I. This is tough. And I know that Jordan Eberle was expecting big things out of himself this year. He's a guy that has had success here. He led the team in scoring three times. And that was without playing with a Connor McDavid. And they had him penciled in there to start the season with, with Connor. You know, he, he was giddy. Giddy to be able to play with Connor and thinking of what he was going to be capable of doing. And things didn't go well for him. It looks like he's lost confidence. And if you're an offensive player without confidence, you know, it, it, it can turn ugly quickly because you start to cheat at times 
because you want to create things and you want to do things offensively and you get away from the little things that are successful in your own zone. And I think that's what had happened and that's why Todd McCollins put him on the third line kind of as a wake-up to get back to doing the little things to allow himself to eventually get back into the good graces of the offensive score sheet. Yeah, only played 13-23 tonight as well. Okay, Adam Larson, he got praise from a caller earlier in the show. Here's the Oilers defenseman. Blur ground and turn the game around after that. And I thought it was, uh, we played pretty well after the, the first half and we get awarded for it today too. So that was nice moving forward too. Right, and a good rebound after Columbus, right? Like, I mean, you guys were looking to... Yeah, obviously we didn't, felt like we got the best out of ourselves. So it was, uh, this was a nice win for us and uh, continuing moving forward on the trip. It's nice to have a win at least. And uh, we, uh, yeah, we take this and move forward. Speaking of moving forward, uh, what are your thoughts going in at Jersey? Uh, it's going to be special for sure. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, obviously, a lot of memories going to come back, and it's uh, it's going to be a fun game for me. It's a lot of excitement, and it's a lot of similar, uh, like known faces I got there. So it's uh, it's nice to go in there. Obviously, they played the night before, so I can't really see anyone, but. Once the game is over and we're played, it's uh, yeah. still I still got a lot of friends in there, so it's uh, it's a special game for me for sure. That is Adam Larson, who tonight for the Oilers plays 22-14, winds up plus two. Had three shots on goal tonight uh, as well, and he's credited with three hits, which sometimes is a difficult uh, mm-hmm. stat to track depending on the building. But uh, you know, we had one of our regular guys calling earlier, and he said, you know, I've been watching Larson. And he said, I'm starting to appreciate it. I'm like, Peter Shirelli said it in the summer. He's not a sexy player. Taylor Hall, you notice him. Mm -hmm. When he scores a goal, it's spectacular, or or he's skating fast. It's going to be a debated trade. I mean, they traded offense for defense. Um, But, you know, I think sometimes we're just going to have to reach the point and say, regardless of who he was traded for or how he was acquired, has he helped the Oilers in his role? And I think for for me, for Larson, it's a resounding yes. Oh, absolutely. He, he's been good. He's stabilized the defensive force for, for the Oilers. The, the Oilers, in a lot of the years that they were not making the playoffs, it, it wasn't because they couldn't score goals. It wasn't because they were weak up front. or, or Their defense was awful. I mean, game in, game out. They It was easy to play against them, for one. There was no toughness on the back end. There was mistake after mistake players that couldn't read the play, uh, whatever it was, it was a fire drill in their own zone. They now have a defense that they're a good defensive hockey club now. With good goaltender, they've got four strong defensemen they can throw out there, and then their depth is good. So Larson has been huge for them. As Canada just misses winning with six seconds left in overtime, another shot to the net. The United States goaltender can't find it. It was in his pads and they uh, blow the whistle with .9 seconds left. So I think this gold medal game is going to be decided in a shootout. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna love to hear that. Goals against per game. The Oilers 10th in the NHL. That means 10th best. 2.6 goals four per game. The Oilers 11th in the NHL. 2.83. So they're ha- hanging around the, the top of that well, that middle third. Ten, tenth in the NHL in goals against. I mean, that's good for a team that we've seen this other team in their own zone over the last number of years. They weren't good. 
and they finally got players that are playing in the right position in their one, two, three, fourth players like that, that a Larson, a Russell, you know, they're they're able to play against the players that they should be playing against and find success. And that's why the Oilers are having success this year is it's not as easy to score against them. And they're getting a goaltender who usually is at least as good as the guy at the other end or a lot of nights a little bit better. And that's Cam Talbot. You'll hear from him when we get back. Maroon hat trick. Oilers win 4-3 in Boston. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Hey, thanks for tuning in. A shootout will decide the World Junior Gold Medal. It's a five-round shootout in international hockey. The United States has just gone first, and Sherwood Park's Carter Hart stops the first one. The game we had on Ched tonight, the Oilers win 4-3 in Boston. Patrick Maroon getting a hat-trick. Rob Connor McDavid, two assists. He is alone in the scoring lead in the NHL, 45 points, two up on Evgeny Malkin. The Penguins having their bye week this week. That's a new thing in the NHL. Yeah, they didn't have bye weeks when I played. It would have been nice having a little time off. Uh, McDavid has been slow as of late. You know, he had five points in ten games coming into tonight. Uh, But great players have streaks. And hopefully he's going to get on a streak right now with a couple points tonight. And if he's going to continue to play with Dreisaitl and Maroon, I see him having success, so I look for Connor McDavid to get hot right now. Strom stopped for Canada, and then Hart makes a save, so Canada going uh, next year in the second round. Nobody's scored yet in the shootout. It, what do you, one of what these, do you think of this, Rob? Well, I, I think it's dumb. I think that there's nothing going on in the arena tonight. Play overtime until somebody wins. At first, I thought maybe the U.S. could have an advantage having gone to a shootout last game, but the one thing that, because they went in the shootout, the Canadian team knows the sh- what the shooters do for U.S. now because he's seen them all go. And they saw where the Russians were able to score on the USA goalie, although after two shots each, it's 0-0 with three shots remaining for each team. Barzell just shot wide. Uh, Kiefer Bellows now going for the United States. That's Brian Bellows' son. And he oh, oh. shoots it right into Hart's glove. So still still no goals. Yeah, I mean, it's... Sorry. So I was going to say that Bellows, he looks and plays just like his father. Yeah, he's a big man. Yeah. His, his father was a very good goal scorer in the National Hockey League a number of years. Same big, number. solid man. Yeah, Same number, just shoots left. Because Brian shot right, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Go online and check the sure. video of him and Brian Trache. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's mostly uh, Trache. As uh, was that Jost? I believe it was Jost. Yeah, Albert kid going in. You know him. I do. I know him well. I know his family well. Great young man. Great young man. So no scores. uh, No scoring through three rounds in the uh, in the shootout. I mean, you you make a good point. I mean, I mean, it's sometimes I say it's exciting, but it's exciting for all the wrong reasons because you know the battle through eighty minutes tied. And there's a goal for the United States. Terry, again, same kid. Same, kid. same spot, five-hole. He scored four goals now in two games and shootouts, and all four have been five-hole. Now the advantage goes to the U.S. Whoever scores first always seems to, um, unfortunately, they seem to win. That's why you always want to shoot first in a shootout. Great shot by Terry. And that's the thing I keep telling you. Go five-hole. Always go five-hole. It is hard for a goalie to stop. Well, and you don't have to wind up or angle your stick the same way, right? You can almost not sweep it in, but you can just, bam, get it yep. off right away. Well, you, a goalie, is he's set. He's, he's got to cover the corner. So now it comes down. There's two shots left. If the U.S. score in their next shot, they win. They need a save to be able to have a last chance to tie this up. Yeah, Canada was uh, was stopped here. Parsons, uh, you know, we're obviously watching with the sound down, so I didn't catch the Canadian shooter. But United States uh, with a shot here to win the gold medal. And Carter Hart comes up big to keep Canada alive. Now talk about pressure. You're coming Who's on the ice it? right now. Number 25 is 
That is, is that Roy? Roy, I guess it would be? I think so. I think it's Wa. He's coming on. The entire nation is on his back right now. There's nothing harder. It's easier to shoot if you can shoot to win. It's harder to shoot to tie. Oh, he lost the puck. He had the goalie beat, and he lost the puck, and it rolled harmlessly into Parsons for the save. And, and this is why I don't like the shootout to decide a championship. The third, the overtime period, the shots were 17-7 for Canada. They totally dominated, unable to put the puck past them. And then you go to a skills competition. There's nothing happening there. They could play all night long. The players want to play all night long. And I would have said this had Canada won. Yeah. I think if you're in an Olympic or a world championship or a world junior championship and you go into overtime, you keep playing overtime till someone wins. So I guess that begs the question, though, in, in, a, in a tournament format, do you accept that as a necessary evil then in a, in a quarter or a semi? Um, I mean, bronze medal game, who cares, I, right? But <laughs> the, the, other game, see, the, other, the other games, there was something after it. So they would play early game, and then there was an afternoon game. So it, it would so get harder. you can't harder. risk a seven-overtime no, game. No, because they... they so, you'll, you, so I'm saying you'll TV's, live with it in a I, I final, will at yeah. that point, but when you get to the final, these are the two best teams in the world. Let them decide it. Uh, by playing five on five, you want to go to four and four to to make it more exciting. But oh, look, he his had his move him. worked. His he, move worked. The puck rolled off his stick. He had him. He had him dead. But unfortunately, he loses the puck. And uh, a great effort by the Canadian World Junior Team goes for naught as they settle for silver. Well, in the United States was, you know, a lot of some people were picking them going in. I mean, that doesn't make it any easier for, for the Canadians, but uh, they, they they are a very good team, too. They are, I mean, it, it, once again, anybody that was sitting by a television watching World Junior Hockey over the last 10, 12 days were treated to excellent hockey. There is no better hockey to watch than the World Juniors during Christmas break. All right, the Oilers win 4-3 tonight. Cam Talbot, good in net again for the Oilers. Here's Cam. Cam, we talked this morning that Boston might be a team that would provide you with a lot of work tonight. They did, but uh, how'd you feel that you uh, stood up for the task? I handled it pretty well. I mean, they got uh, a couple lucky bounces on two of their goals there. First one goes off uh, their guy standing in front. Uh, and the third one, I make the save, put it to the corner where I wanted to, and the guy's just standing on the doorstep right on his tape. So I think for the most part, I controlled the game the way I wanted to, and uh, we were able to get some uh, some big goals from Patty there. It looked like it was going the other way for you guys. Uh, they, they had a lot of pressure, and you guys sort of managed to turn the momentum around really well. Yeah, I think for the first two periods, they were kind of, uh, it was a different game. And then the third, we came out and we established that first shift there. We got punched in the net like we wanted to. Uh, Nuge drove the net hard and got a big goal for us. So um, then after that, we just kind of got in on the four check. Patty strips a pucker and uh, goes in for the hat trick. So a couple big goals there in the third that kind of turned the tide for us. There's been these droughts against certain teams and they don't really matter because the rosters always change and stuff. But is, is there a mental benefit to getting rid of not just one, but multiple streaks this season against teams? Uh, I didn't even realize there was a streak. Uh, no regulation win here since 1996. I had no idea about that, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's, like you said, there's so much turnover, but I'm sure that's uh, a big weight off the back for this organization, and uh, hopefully we can end a few more streaks like that. All right, that's Cam Talbot. So this is the funny thing with the overtime points, Rob. The, the Oilers had gone 16 games without beating the Bruins in regulation time. So Boston against the Oilers was 13-0-3. 
but now the Oilers have won four straight against Boston. <laughs> the previous three were in either a shootout or or, or overtime, but they get the regulation. And it shows tonight. it shows the importance to get into extra time. It, it may not look pretty. It may look like a loss, but that point just keeps adding up and adding up and adding up. And at the end of the year, if you make the playoffs by two or three points, you can think of all those games that you were upset that you lost but you got the point because you took it to overtime or a shootout. All right, tough loss for the Canadian Juniors. 5-4, the United States wins gold in a shootout. Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Great job. Thanks for your hard work tonight. And we are back with our next Oilers broadcast on Saturday. Larson against Hall. Oilers against the Devils. 3.30 face-off show. 5 o'clock for the drop of the puck. And then same times on Sunday when the Oilers visit the Ottawa Senators. Rob, all the best, buddy. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. More on the Oilers on 630Ched.com. My name is Reed Wilkins. Oilers win 4-3 in Boston. Thanks for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.